Crunch Time. Crunch Time. You're listening to Crunch Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Crunch Time. Crunch Time. All right, welcome to Crunch Time. It is Tim Grunard and Frank Bull. It's a Thursday night. It's a dark and dreary Thursday night. Shortest it's day of the year. It's dark and soon. dreary. Well, it's that time of year. Yeah, but it's just there's just been a little Summer. bit of a, I don't know. It's been a little bit of a dark cloud over Kansas City. I, I am a little depressed. How can you be? I'm, what do you, a well, dark no, no, cloud no, no, over no. Kansas City? No, what, are you kidding well, me? I just you know I just feel or bad. Know, it's like I, high noon, sun's out. I know. I, and you listen, yeah, you know the Chiefs are doing great. And I God remember bless them. dark and dreary days, Tim. Okay, I know. I remember those days. And you know what? Listen, <laughs> and and I guess what what we're trying to kind of hint towards is the whole cream hunt deal, and yeah, and I guess true. we should probably put that to rest because I I think we've talked about it so much now that you know through all the different shows and it's kind of the end of the week and you know it really happened. Just about a week ago, it'll be a week tomorrow. Yeah, so, it'll be a week tomorrow. Yeah, it's probably time to put it to rest. But you know, I, I just I I, uh, I feel bad for him in the lost opportunity and the mistake that he made to and he may may get to play again in the NFL. He may not. Um, but the lost opportunity to have such a wonderful life and to play a, an unbelievable game with a bunch of brothers and and uh, and and. And the the camaraderie and the fraternity of, of a football team that he now is not going to be a part of that and that and and listen there's there's no way you can keep him around uh, there really isn't for there, for many reasons oh, yeah. not just the uh, lying reason before he said he lied to him and then that's a big, I mean the whole it breaks my heart yeah and you know people are like what do you mean what do you mean it breaks your heart. You know, the guy knocks some grill down. He's been in three different incidents. You know, he should have come clean right away and taken his medicine, which he should have. And the Chiefs should have made him come clean the very first time because they knew from the beginning. Yeah. They, that there's no doubt. Well, and knew, I, I think they knew about a lot of different th- – and they may have known exactly what happened in this thing, but they didn't have corroborating evidence, which I don't understand, Frank. I heard you on with Keats. Mm-hmm. How did the police not have that video? Well, I, well, why didn't they just go look at the video? I, I, I don't understand that's that. That's really f- fell through the cracks. And then, oh. of course, the Chiefs and the NFL pursuing that video with a lot more vigor than they did. I mean, it's just ridiculous what happened. And I, I feel anybody hits a woman like that, I mean, it's just that's, you're, you're, you're gone. Done. You're, you're done. done. Forget yeah. about it. You're out. Goodbye. See you later. What could have happened here? The very first now, he obviously he had an issue with Toledo. We're not exactly sure what the issue to there was. But that was, was number one incident in college. He was suspended. I am sure every NFL team who has their investigators knows exactly what happened at the University of Toledo with Kareem Hunt. Can I, can okay? I go through that real quick? Because yeah. I was involved in a process with Shane Ray. Yeah. Uh, so you know, when Shane Ray was getting ready for the draft, uh, you know, they called everybody from the, uh, the teachers at the school. To obviously, I was the head coach of the team to the counselors at the school, to, uh, you know, friends, neighbors, you know, obviously all the people at Missouri. So when I got the call, I got a call from about four or five different security people uh, from different teams. This and isn't the, even a coach, right? This is – these are security people, Security right? people. This is not coaches. Right. This is security. Right. So I remember, from, you know, the Indianapolis Colts security people called and uh, just the questions that they ask. And they ask – the same question in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, right. Because they're trying to That's see exactly if you're bullcrapping right. them. That's right. You know what I mean? Right, exactly right. So, because you're, you know, you don't want to say, unless you don't like the kid, 
and you say, boy, he's a real jackass, and you don't yeah. want him. But nine nine out of ten times, you love the kid, and you want to see the kid have success. So, you know, you're it's not that you're lying, but you know, you're you might be you know looking at these situations with rose colored glasses a little bit because okay, that's your right. guy, and they are good at this. They are they know what questions to ask and when to ask them and how to ask them and how to go back to the same question to make sure you're telling. The that's called psychological testing. That is the truth, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there, I mean, it, it 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 takes about a half hour, forty five minutes. This is not just hey, what do you think of uh, yeah, so you know, and so uh, so Shane and so Ray. Shane Ray? What do you think is you know uh, you know was he a good guy? Yeah, right. No, I mean they ask you all kinds of different questions about demeanor and how he was on the practice field and how he was uh, handling success, how he was handling uh, uh, tough situations, uh, failure, all those kind of things, and and then they go through well. It, you know, have you, have you ever seen this happen? Have you ever seen that happen? Has he, you know, Has got himself in trouble? In trouble? With the police. Yeah, and you know, and obviously they were gonna, they're gonna call the Kansas City police. All, yeah. So, I mean, you're right. You're exactly right. They are digging deep, and they know just about everything that you've done for the last 19, 20, 21 years of your life. They sure. know what you've done. Yeah. So. For people to say that, you know, well, the Chiefs didn't know what Cream Hunt, they, they had to know. They had to know. Because I think there's several teams in the NFL that took them off their board because of whatever happened at Toledo. Happened, they just signed up. We, you know, we'll, we'll find somebody else. We're good to go. But the Chiefs didn't do that. I think the Chiefs knew exactly what happened to them in college. I, you know, they'd have, and if you're the head coach, now you're the head coach, his high school head coach, but if you're a college head coach and this kid was suspended from the team for, something if it was violent i don't know if it was violent i don't know if he had a fight if he fought one of his teammates if he had a fight in a bar if it was an alcohol related situation whatever it was if you're that college coach and you lie to the nfl you're and they done. find out they're never going to trust you again i mean they're never going to take your word for anything any player anywhere in in that kind of a situation okay so, so let's let, let me put my other hat on yeah sure when i was recruiting oh yeah you would call coaches up and you say, okay, talk, talk to me about this Kansas. kid. I'm at right. Kansas, and I'm calling high schools in Texas and calling Oklahoma and Illinois and Kansas. I'll You're say, doing the investigating I'm doing the investigating. Now, right. And I'll say, well, you know, how tall is this kid? You know, what's his size? Well, he's about six foot four. He's probably about 275. Then you go take a visit, and he's shorter than you are. Right. He's six feet. Yeah. And, you know, like, you, you look at the coach, you're like, seriously? So then, you I mean, you put a little check mark and I say that guy's name and saying, hey, listen, this guy's not going to tell you the truth. That's right. So you've got to be careful even in that in that little aspect of, you know, if you're going to. Yeah, that's you, not even a character issue. No, it's that's just. a physical yeah. situation. Yeah. Right? and you Trying know, to make it, them look better. So, I mean, we seriously, I mean, I was sent out many times. I was sent out to San Francisco. And then I had to drive up to Sacramento at rush hour to go and stand next to a guy and take a picture. That was what I had to think about how much time, money, and effort it took for me to go stand next to a guy because I didn't trust the coach. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, so you're, there you go. So that's part of the aspect, too. I mean, you I, just touch it on your point. you you got to tell the truth right. if you're that coach. Right, and, and then people go, why wouldn't the coach tell the truth? Well, you don't have any idea how much pressure that coach is getting from the parents to try to get their kid a scholarship to go somewhere to play football, no matter where that would be, whether it be at Kansas or Wyoming or 
Kansas State or SMU or Notre Dame, whatever, you know, to to really be able to trust that high school coach. But he's trying to get his kids moving through and trying to, you know, do his own due diligence. But he's ended up doing more harm than good. And like you said, with college coaches, I mean, it's a feather in the hat when a guy gets drafted in the NFL because you could use it as recruiting purposes. Yeah, you bet. And uh, so, but you got to tell the truth. So I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that the coach was was at Akron, right? No, it's Toledo. Toledo. Mm -hmm. Toledo told the truth. And so the Chiefs kind of knew what they were getting into, yeah. but so the guys. So this is then there was another incident, uh, right? Okay, at, he, at the Mosaic, right? Right. Yeah, that was after the, that was the first incident, and that we all kind of heard about. Incident. But Frank, we all heard of this, and we weren't exactly sure of. I know I heard. Hey, there was an incident at the Mosaic. There was a after fight. The, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. uh, but there was really no details that came yeah. out. Yeah, he was with George Atkinson, one of Notre Dame. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, but uh, you know, the deal is here's the deal. So if they discover and that. Even if that guy doesn't press charges, he had a broken nose, he got concussed, a broken rib. I mean, it scrapes all over his face. I mean, if he quit cooperating police, that obviously tells me somebody paid him off, okay, mm-hmm. to be quiet at that point. Um, but the deal is, if you get him at that point, and he's had that fight, it was right after they got beat by the Titans, right? Right. It was that morning, just right after the football game. And they get beat by the Titans, and he's probably not in a real good mood anyway. He's got an issue with alcohol or whatever. If you can nip it, in the bud right there, you've got a chance. You, then then that girl in Ohio totally agree. never gets beat up. Totally Okay, agree. the guy, then the other guy in Cleveland that he beat up in that uh, whatever the name of that resort, little resort whatever, island yeah, was, yeah. that guy probably doesn't get beat up. And Kareem Hunt's still playing football. Yep. I mean, he's still playing football for the Chiefs, and we don't have this issue. Now, all of a sudden, the guy's out. Enablers. There's three, there's three incidents at least within six months. Okay, all seem to be alcohol related, and I mean this guy now he's on the um, he's on the uh, NFL Commissioner's, uh, yeah exempt list yeah. there, so he can't play, won't play till next season. But he's he's got a rate. I mean that that guy he's he's gonna have to prostate himself in front of the NFL commissioner, and you know come back and have not, all these not, affidavits. He's gone through all this anger management and alcohol. Rehab and the whole thing. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Didn't there. do himself that many favors with the ESPN interview either. No, he, so, did. he didn't do any favors. But, but he, so that, he, you know what? Uh, I blame that on his people. I do too. I blame and a lot. I, of, I'll bl- bet he's going, hey, all of a sudden he realizes, holy God, those paychecks are going to stop coming. And then he goes, I got to get this done. Let's get this done. I want to go on. Let's call somebody. Yeah. They they should never have put him on that quickly because it just didn't come across. So we've said it many times. I mean, listen, you, first of all, you can't lie to your boss. You can't lie to the team right. you know, owner. It, you know, that's a fireable offense as it is, especially in a situation like this. Uh, but you don't embarrass the Hunt family. No, That's one thing I, 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 you know, and, and it kind of, for us, it kind of, for me, it kind of harkens back to the Monday Night Meltdown. That was the first time that I ever had Lamar Hunt come down and tell us in the locker room that he was embarrassed. And the look on his face, this was the nicest gentleman. And when I say yeah. gentleman, he was a southern gentleman, of just a, a, a great grandfatherly person that you could trust. And the guy was on. It didn't matter if you got beat by fifty or you won by fifty. He had the same look on his face and he had the same care in his eyes for you. I have never seen a guy so mad and so embarrassed. And I learned at that point, you do not embarrass the Hunt family. And that's another thing that happened when Kareem Hunt embarrassed the Hunt family because Clark stood up for Kareem in, in training camp and said, hey, listen, he's yeah, a young guy. Yeah. He made some mistakes. You know, we're, we're going to stand by him. We're going to you know, see if we can get him a little bit of help and that kind of stuff. And this and is after those three, all three incidents occurred. Yeah. This so, is after all oh three of Oh, my gosh. These. 
So, so yeah. So, uh, so give me an effect of this in the locker room. Okay, this isn't a guy who got hurt or you know, wrecked his knee or hurt his shoulder or something, and all of a sudden he's cut or waived or whatever. He's not going to be able to play for us anymore. Or he'd go on injury reserve. He can't play anymore this season. This is different. How does this affect? Well, the team? I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier about how the the fluidity of a NFL locker room. Yeah, right. You know, there are guys that you are best friends with for multiple years that you see every day throughout the summer and in fall during the season and then in the spring and you, sometimes you go on vacation, your your wives are friends and all those kind of things and then they get called up in the office and you never see them again, ever. They're gone. They're So that is something that happens in the NFL. I've had multiple, multiple buddies that, you know, and the wife got along with the wife and we got along together, went out to dinner, you know, it was one of those things sure. where and then all of a sudden they get cut and they're gone. We get cut because they're bringing somebody else in. They're gone. You never see them again. So people are kind of used to that. Okay? That's kind of part yeah, of... Yeah, right. Really, you just don't want to be you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deal. Yeah. Unless you get cut and go to get uh, over to Green Bay and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, like a well, of my that happens did. too. Yeah. Frank Winters did that. Yeah. And, and Lindsey Knapp, another good yeah, buddy of mine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, that happens. So, you're exactly right. There are times when you are buddies with somebody and then they're gone. So... That really isn't the the gist of the issue that I think is happening with the Cream Hunt thing. I think the guys felt really bad that because uh, there's a brother brotherhood here, and I think they understand why the Chiefs let him go. I don't think there's any um, any issues with the Chiefs at all from anybody in that right. locker room. Usually, there's one or two guys that say, "Listen, he got screwed. That's not right." I haven't heard that from anybody. Uh, so I, I, I also think that there are guys in that locker room that feel really bad that they should have seen the warning signs and they probably should have spoke up. And here's the problem with it, really with our society, but in an NFL locker room too. Nobody wants to be the snitch. Yeah. Nobody wants to go. They think that they're betraying the friendship. When they're you're betraying actually being a, a good God. friend, yeah. When you're actually helping out. When, sure. you, when you know somebody that has trouble. And we all have had those people in our lives mm-hmm. that you know, you, you, eventually you just have to go up to them and say something. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's too late, maybe it's on time, but you, if you don't, you'll never forgive yourself. And I think there's a lot of guys in that locker room, Frank, that can't forgive themselves for, for kind of letting this get to where it got. Yeah, right, especially after the first incident, which happened here. The other two happened in Ohio, okay? But there was, as far as we know, there was not a current player. George Atkinson was not on the team at that time. But there wasn't one current player with him. Now, when they all went out to sporting the other day, Hunt was there, Kelsey was there, Mahomes was there. There was a, there were a bunch of teammates there at that time being with him to do that. So, but this is it's in season, the whole thing. It's a little bit different story. But during this offseason thing, he obviously See, was on his own. I think that that first incident that happened in a bar, even though it was, it was grotesque, the thing that they yeah, did to this did, guy, yes. I think a lot of them said, well, this guy probably went up and said something, and they gave him the benefit of that. Which you, you know what? That, that, that's, but once you it happens what, three again. Guys, three guys were beating I on know. him. I know. But, <laughs> but, but guys can, but they can find an excuse, was what I'm saying. They can find an excuse. The second time, though, I'm not sure you can. No, you can't for beating up a woman? Absolutely. No, no, never. no, no. I'm talking about the one in, in, in Cleveland. And the, yeah, right. Yeah. That happened. So after, that, when that yeah. happens, you're like, you, you kind of put your head like, you know what? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. 
So I think but that was that actually point, the third incident. He had, the girl incident the, happened in the beginning oh, of February. Right. Yeah, so it was it was at it was at the mosaic you're first. Right. Yeah. Then you have the incident in his apartment, in Cleveland. Yeah. Then you have the one in yeah, June, right. which is the uh, out at the the party island out there. Well, so, I think I think a lot of them felt like they probably should have seen the warning signs, and they didn't yeah. see the warning signs. Should have said something, but they didn't want to snitch. I think the team the team looked hungover to me in that game. Oh yeah, I think so. Mentally hungover. Mentally no hungover. I, I thought one of the if there was a good thing that came out of it, was the Patrick They Mahomes. played the Raiders? Well, that that was great because I think they might have gotten beat by anybody else. At, no, they would have definitely gotten yeah. beat by anybody well, else. Almost anybody else they had on the schedule would Even Buffalo. Them. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah, sure. Except for the Raiders, I yeah. believe. Yeah, you bet. But I think what Patrick Mahomes did, he took some leadership responsibility. He talked to his teammates about it and said, we're not going to let this bother us. And he even came out and said, look, we hope he gets all the help he can get, but I'm going to tell you, you just don't do. We don't. We don't do this. Yeah. We don't do this kind of stuff. So that's you know that's very very important for this team. I, I agree wholeheartedly. They better have their heads straight on this week. Tell you that much. This the next two, coming it, this week. Ex- well, no, you're, next no, three games. You're exactly this week. They have two huge games in one week. That's right. Two of them. That's right. A week from tonight, guys, we'll be out at Arrowhead. That's right. And the Chargers will be here. Oh, my gosh. And this is Baltimore coming in here, and they're, they're going to give them all they can handle. And we'll get to some of that on, yeah. on, the, char- on the Chargers. And we'll, obviously the Ravens, too, uh, towards the end of the show. But, you know, we usually don't do this. But you know what? We, we'd love to take some phone calls and see what you guys think. Um, I don't even know the number here. 913 Where go. have you been? I haven't. Nine take, one you know three, what? There's shows that I'm three, on eight. never take phone calls. <laughs> you think Stephen St. John and, and those guys, they, they never take phone calls. And you think Serena Sir, does. takes phone yeah, calls. So does Kevin. Around. They both do. Yeah, in yeah. their first three, hour. 3810810. So give us a call if you, if you want to if you want well, to. You don't in. have to talk about yeah. the Cream Hunt thing yeah, either don't. if you don't want to. But you can talk about this Chiefs team, where they're going, how they're going to handle these next three games in a row. They're all going to be tough. They're all teams that, I mean, uh, Baltimore's a half a game behind the Pittsburgh Steelers for the title in the AFC North. You got the Chargers coming here trying to chase down the Chiefs. They got a chance, and Seattle is still vying for an uh, NFL playoffs. You and I, you and I, we we searched near and far. We had about four or five. That's different your calls Notre out. Dame buddy. Yeah, Aaron didn't get two back weeks to in me. a row for no, that guy. A couple, yeah, I know a couple guys that I try to get a hold of. The ex Chiefs are busy. You know, it's that time of the year. You know, guys are no excuses, real Tim. busy. But uh, we that, that gives you guys an opportunity to chime in, and we'll see what you guys have to say. So we're going to take a break here. We boy, oh boy, take a quick Frank, break. we got like five or six calls already. Sure you do. What'd Pe- you expect? People are actually listening to this show. They listen to you, Tim. Oh my gosh! The voice they of must God. be bored. The voice of God. They must be Let's bored. Let's take a break. Let's take a break here, guys. You're listening to Crunch Time. The most powerful sports station in America has a home in Kansas City. This is Sports Radio 810 WHB. There's some depressing music. I know. <laughs> Welcome back to Crunch Time, guys. It's uh, Tim Gron and Frank Ball. We did open Actually, up the phone line. NFL. We're going to take a couple calls here. I am going to see if I don't fat finger the phone. No, don't touch the phones, Tim. Let Beards take care All of the right, phone. All right, Beards. Okay. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel, you are on with Frank and Tim here on Crunch Time. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I feel like I'm talking to two Kansas City legends. So I think it's pretty cool that you guys are taking calls. Um, my thoughts are just about... Um, the Chiefs playing the Ra- the Ravens, excuse me, this week. I think it's going to be the closest 
to a playoff atmosphere that we're going to feel in Kansas City these next two games versus the Ravens and the Chargers. And I'll be at the um, Chargers game, which I'm really looking forward to. Going to go out there and tailgate about one to all the way till seven. So oh. I'm just really excited to see these two games because I really think they're going to be a telltale of what we do in the playoffs. Like you said, no more cream hunt and everything. But I think we're really going to see what Mahomes is made of, not only to play such a good defense, but to turn around and have to play the San Diego Chargers on a short week and see how he holds up and everything. So thanks for taking my call, guys. I'll listen off the air. Yeah, thanks, hey, Daniel. Appreciate it, it. Yeah, great call, Daniel. And the, you're right. I think the next two games in this one week is going to be the closest thing to uh, kind of what the playoffs will be like here in Kansas City, which is really a good lesson for some of these young guys, Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, I was going to say Andrea Spencer, where, and the rest of the young guys that are, that are you know, going to kind of get a little bit of that playoff feel in these next yeah. two games. Yeah. Because they played the Raiders last week, they were in a funk. I mean, the Chiefs were in a funk because of the Kareem Hunt situation. I, I think Arrowhead's going to be lit on Sunday. Now it's a noon game, which is fine. That's great. Thursday night, it'll be an absolute bizarre world. Well, if Daniel's any uh, indication, guys are going to be out there at one o'clock. <laughs> oh, they'll be out there early on Thursday. And that could you be. know how those you know how those late games the go. The hooligans like, will be here. <laughs> it's okay. As as I'm cheering. No that, fighting. And that is alumni night, so uh, oh, we're going to put uh, Tony Gonzalez in the ring of fame. Very excited about that, so I'll be out there nice and early also. I won't be out tailgating with you, Daniel, but I'll be out there early, so I'm looking forward to that night seeing a bunch of the guys. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Tony Gonzalez or Travis Kelsey? Best tight end. Can I answer that uh, a little bit later? Can I think about it? You're putting me on the spot. Sure. Well, let's go to another Hey, call. right now, Tony Gonzalez the first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, so Travis oh, no, Kelsey's no got doubt. just a little little yeah. ways to go. Yeah, Tony, Tony Gonzalez, right. Tony Gonzalez, just just to the mere fact that you know the one thing that Tony it, it was a little bit different because they put Tony on the line of scrimmage. They put Tony kind oh. of in that right next to the tackle. They didn't spread spread him out. Or it was him out it was not this kind of offense. The greatest thing I remember about, about Tony Gonzalez was the fact that when he came in here, he couldn't block a lick, and and he worked, he, and he worked his. Butt off at the most unglamorous, toughest part of that position is to be able to block. Now, I know Travis Kelsey can block. I, I got no problem there. I'm just saying he worked his butt off to get that done. And, real and quick, it was a different it was a different offense. And real quick before we go to the next call, uh, Daniel, great question about the Ravens and their defense. Listen, if you're sitting in the end zones, I want you to watch the rotation of the secondary of the Ravens. They switch coverages just about every play, and they disguise it to the last second. So... The ultimate test will be, will Patrick Mahomes be able to read and understand what's going to happen with that secondary? They, this might be the best secondary he's faced. Yeah, and the only good news on, on that uh, front is that uh, Marlon Humphrey is, was, again, limited to practice. Day. He's a cornerback. He's one of the cornerbacks. So, But they are tough. I'll tell you what else they do. They run the ball. Lamar Jackson is going to be playing quarterback. Our linebackers do not tackle. Uh, they're going to run the ball against Atlanta. They had the ball for 39 minutes mm. and 39 seconds. That's Almost how you beat the 40 minutes. That's the way you beat the Chiefs. That's the so, only way to beat the Chiefs. That's the only way to beat the Chiefs. And they're talking about this week in Baltimore saying, hey, we can't let that kid on the field with that offense. Go ahead. All right, let's go to uh, Chris. Chris, you're on with uh, Grunny and Frank. What's going on, Chris? What's up, guys? How are you? We're, We're doing good. Great, how are man? you? How are you? Calling from beautiful downtown South Raymore. <laughs> All right, right off of 58 Highway. It's where, it's where yeah. my son lives. He lives out in Raymore. All right. Uh, and 
So do I. I'm an old Raytown boy. Frank uh, actually interviewed me on the old Channel 4 in the mid-'80s when I thought I could play high school ball. Oh, wh- who uh, is this? Chris, what's your last name? Chris. I'll tell you off air. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. All right, you old broken down athlete there, buddy. Just let us know what position you played. How about yeah. that? Yeah, how's that? Put it this way, I wrestled 98 pounds for four years. Oh, oh wow. Mm. That sounds good. Okay. All, right. All your friends know who you are. <laughs> All your friends know who you are now. So there you go. Okay, Chris, go What's ahead. What's going buddy. on, buddy? Go ahead. Hey, I just want to say I'm I'm a little bit worried. I'm a, my folks have had season tickets since 1976. I grew up at Arrowhead. God bless them. I'm a I'm worried with Harbaugh being an old special teams guy that they're going to try to steal a possession or two. And uh, Dave Tobe obviously is probably the best special teams coach in the league at this point. But uh, do you think they're thinking about that this week? I think they're thinking about anything Everything. they could possibly do to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field. Right. The the only thing I'll say is this: is that's a great thought, and I yes, they will pull out all the stops. But remember, they're just a half a game behind the Steelers to win the AFC North, and they are the last. They're number sixth wild card, and they've got four. They're seven and I think they're seven and yeah that. No, they're seven and five, yeah. and but they've got four, six, and six teams right behind them. So you know you balance that a little bit. This isn't like the Raiders, you know, going for all the fourth or fourth downs or you know pulling all stops because they have nothing to lose. This team, if they blow something like that, they're that's uh, that could be a difference between a playoff game and not a playoff. Now, Chris, the one thing I, I I'll disagree with Frank a little bit. I think in fourth down and short situations, anything under two, they're going for it yeah, unless in, it's really buried. Yeah, in inside Chiefs territory. Yeah, anything from the forty yard line on, on the the Ravens forty going towards the Chiefs. I think that you know what they they go for it and they try to keep the Chiefs off the field. They want to make Patrick Mahomes a Gatorade player, holding a Gatorade bottle in his hand. Yeah. They do not want him on the field. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Um, and Grandpa Frank says hello from Raymore, Timmy. Oh, 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 I know who this is. All right, Chris. Tell Frank and Sharon I said hello. Well, I know that you know now since you said Sharon. That's All right, right buddy. Okay, we'll hey, talk Chris, to you later, Chris. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call, pal. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, sure. All right, let's just some good old buddies down in Raymore. You know what? Uh, I could tell some really good stories yeah, about well, don't. Frank and Sharon, but I, don't but I will tell one. Okay. That uh, Jonathan Hayes and I almost oh. they, they, were, they had a complex out there. Frank and Sharon, we all, I almost built a house out there. We almost had a commune out in South Raymore, but uh, I didn't pull the trigger. I should have, but I yeah. didn't do it. All right, let's go to Philip. Philip, you're on with uh, Grunny and Frank right here on Crunch Time. What's up, Philip? Uh, hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm wondering what you guys think about Patrick Mahomes next season. Do you think he's going to be able to keep up the pace next year? Uh, because a lot of quarterbacks fluctuate year to year in the NFL, and I'm wondering uh, what you guys think he'll be like next year. Man, I just I, to to have the kind of success he's had this year. If he does it, it's going to be really, really unbelievable. I, I'm not saying he's going to fall off. I mean, I I think he's going to end up with over 50 touchdowns. I really do. I probably close to 55 touchdowns this year. And so if he has 40 to 45 next year, that's pretty damn good. So, uh, you know, there's what they call the sophomore slump, and there's also a defensive coordinator. Guess what they're going to do all offseason? Mm-hmm. They're going to watch and see how to stop Patrick Mahomes. So it's not going to be quite as easy for Patrick Mahomes, but some of the things that he does, Philip, with some of the throws and some of the things that he creates, you can't, you can't coach that and you can't coach against that. Because they, they, I don't know if you saw what uh, Gruden said after the game. He was like, 
man, I can't believe I had to play against this guy for 10 more years in this league if he's coaching that long, which he thinks he's yeah. going to. But, you, you know, when he rolled out and he threw that that dart, and I think it was to who's Travis was, Kelsey, I think. Was it Kelsey yeah, or who was it? I think it was Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, right on, I mean, between two guys, yes. and it was an unbelievable fastball for a strike. You just don't. You just can't coach that. So to answer your question, I, and and maybe maybe I'm hedging my bet here a little bit. I don't see him having as many touchdowns. I think they can win just as many games next year with him. But I mean, he's got lightning in a bottle this year, and I think people are still trying to catch up to him. Frank, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I do too. I and I, you know the guys on the other side of the ball are smart guys. Defense yeah. coordinators are smart guys, and they are going to adjust to Patrick Holmes. The teams that will adjust the quickest will be the teams in the AFC West. You know, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. They'll be the ones because they see him twice a year. They're going to have to try to figure out a way to beat this guy. They're going to have to try to figure out the right strategy on offense to try to keep him off the field as much as they can as well. So, But they will adjust to him. I still think the kid is has incredible talent. And even if he falls off and throws, let's say he throws 50 touchdown passes this year, which he's going <laughs> to throw. Um, if he, like Tim said, if he throws – 45 next year, I think you're going to be in really good shape. Yeah. And and for years to come because he's he's mobile and you have a great head coach. Offense coordinator Andy Reese, smart guy. He knows what the defense is going to do. And, you know, Bob Sutton's telling him how he'd try to adjust to try to play against somebody like Patrick Mahomes, and they'll, they'll work it out. They'll try to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, Phil, for the call. That's a great question. Uh, I do think also, and I think you're seeing it a little bit now, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago about kind of having that that rookie wall, and I think he's hit it a little bit. I don't think he's hit it as hard as some guys have because I I just I think he's mentally stronger than a lot of guys. But some of these mistakes, some of these interceptions that are that are kind of going the other way, they didn't go the other way against the Raiders, but the Raiders haven't had anything go their way this year. Mm-hmm. But when you look back to some of the interceptions that were against the Rams, the guys putting his hand up and knocking the ball down, well, you know what? That's been coached. That wasn't lucky. People are saying, well, that's lucky. Well, you know what the defensive end was told? Listen, if you're not going to get there, you stop, look at his eyes, and if he drops it aside, you can, you have, you're going to have an opportunity to knock that ball down. Right. Those are things that maybe defensive coordinators didn't know or didn't see from Patrick Mahomes early, and now they've seen it, and now they're coaching it. Yeah. And with different disguises and different coverages and have, forcing him into – with blitzes up the middle and the 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 pressure and getting him off his spot and making him throw the ball with with that confidence of a young gunslinger, yeah, their coaches are 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 trying to to funnel him that way, and and they're having some success with it. So they're catching up a little bit. Yeah, they are, and you know they're they're going to adjust to it. You know, there's just no doubt they're going to try try. You watch. This is a great. Litmus test this weekend against Baltimore. Number one defense in the league. Their offense can keep the ball. They got Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. He can run. He's a scary guy running the football. Uh, they've got a good ground game. They got a good offensive line, and they're going to try to keep the ball away. You're going to see. You're going to see what everybody in the league is going to try to adjust to when you play Kansas City. This game might be over by two thirty, three o'clock. That's good. Well, it won't be good. If it is over that quick, it won't be good. It, it, it probably won't, but no. it's, it's going to be a fast game. All right, we'll take one more phone call. Guys, we have some lines open. We'll take a couple calls at the uh, back end of this uh, of this break. But uh, let's go to Rex. Rex, you're on with Grunny and Frank here on Crunch Time. What's up, Rex? Oh, not too much. Uh, Frank and Timmy, I, I really love your program. I've, I've been listening to you guys all the way back in the beginning when it was uh, all the way back to the original crunch time right (laughs) yes sir man and uh god bless you you for that 
we didn't have Thursday night football back in them days. So uh, I, I really love the pro- – <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. Anyway, sometimes you just gotta let people know. <laughs> You're yelling at somebody. <laughs> what do you got, Rex? Rex, are you at my house? Rex, what do you got? That's what happens at my house all the time. Boy, Timmy and I can relate that. Who you talking to? What are you doing? <laughs> all right, guys. That's all right. What's your anyway, question, Rex? Hey, bro, great show. Thanks for taking calls. Not just my call, all calls. Y'all have a good night, man. Go Chiefs. <laughs> hey, thanks for making us laugh, man. That Rex, was outstanding. Rex had to get off the phone quick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was had dinner ready. Hey. You know what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> what, are you do- what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, That's my, awesome. That was funny. That made my night. Me too. I was in a bad mood. Now I'm in a good mood. There you are. I told you, son. Buddy's here. Buddy's in a good mood. I don't know if you Buddy's guys saw. Good. I tweeted out the picture of the I Buddy. Is our new co-host here on, uh, well, I didn't tweet it out. <laughs> Frank did. Yeah, you're right, Frank. I did. Take, you take all the credit. I, I you will. always took all the credit. Thank you very that much. That was one yeah. of the reasons why this show worked so well is because you took all the credit. Oh, yeah, right. I had to leave the room half the time. <laughs> we used to do the other crunch time. Okay. All right. Let, let, you know what? Let's take one more phone sure, call, and then uh, you know what? If you guys want to bump, jump in uh, after the break, we'll, we'll take some we'll after take the some break more. too. Let's you to, call. We'll do I don't it. want Wesley to wait too long. <laughs> Wesley, guy. what's up, man? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You guys are awesome. You and you're both funny. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Hey, I, I wanted to mention that the next two games are going to test us physically, but I would like to know: Has anyone? tackled the mental game i was wondering uh do you think the chief has sought the uh, professional help i think he's uh dr west crenshaw a sports psychologist do you you know anything about that no i don't i don't know if particularly if, if they've uh, uh got that man or somebody like him to go in I, you know obviously they don't let us know but but you know i do know that there are certain players that do go to to guys and sit down and work through a lot of the issues and work through some of the confidence problems and work through you know, little uh, hitches in their giddy-up and little ticks that they have. So, you know, that is something I do know the Chiefs have. I'm not sure exactly who they go to, but uh, they, I know they have guys that they go to and the, the team has, you know, people that kind of on staff. So, is that all right, Wesley? Hey, we appreciate the hey, call. you answered my question. Thanks. Yeah, no okay, problem, no man. problem and, at all. Thanks listen, for listening. I, the one thing I promise you, I want you guys to listen to this real quick, the Chiefs will never tell anybody – <laughs> what doctors are using? No, absolutely no, <laughs> never. You know what? Not only for HIPAA, but for 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 uh, Hunter. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's about the right. Hunts, the, they, they, the, you know what? I mean, there's a few secrets. They have a lot of secrets. They got a lot of, they got they've a lot they've of had secrets going back a long, long oh, time, yeah. Frank. A long, long time, and they're good at keeping them. And now, you know, and we're just joking around. But uh, no, excuse we, me. We, <laughs> you might be joking around, but that's the truth. <laughs> oh my god. Who are you trying to kid? Yeah. Oh my lord. But uh There's yeah. a lot of things people don't want to know. They don't want to know. Yeah. But uh but no, as far as doctors and they don't we don't know that. But I do know that when I was playing, um, you know, they, they didn't give me any kind of psychiatrist or psychologist because they I was a lost cause as it was. But but there were guys around that uh did deal with some of the issues and and uh, so that that is there, and I'm sure it is now. So, all right, guys, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have a couple minutes. We'll take a couple more phone calls if you guys like to. We are going to touch on a little bit of this Ravens game, and uh, we will also, you know, I tweeted out, but my 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 phone died, Frank. 
Did you see the shoes? I saw the shoes. The Chiefs players' I saw shoes. That. Yes, I saw that. Those were pretty cool. That was and, pretty cool. And uh, so, if, uh, I don't know. I'm going to ask you if you were going to make a shoe, Frank. Yeah. If Frank Ball had the opportunity to make a shoe, gotcha. what Frank color would it here, be, man. and what would it say on it? And then I'll tell you what mine would be, and I'll tell you what mine would say on it. All right. Good. How about that? All right. That's great. You show me yours. I'll show you mine. Okay. We're going to take a break. Kansas City's hometown sports station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, welcome back to Crunch Time. It's uh, Grunny and Frank. And Rex. And Rex. And Buddy. <laughs> and Rex. Uh, you Rex, know, that was classic. My shoe would have the uh, prostate cancer uh, little deal on it for my dad. Uh, I think that what is it that like teal and white? I think that's the color of the prostate cancer um, um, kind of logo. Right. I probably have something on that for prostate cancer, which would be, you know, I wish we had an opportunity to do that when we were playing. That's kind of a cool deal. Yeah, it is. These guys do something. Yeah, they, they really do a lot of that stuff now, which is great. I'd, I'd go back to old school black shoe, just like he used to wear. Would you uh, put back the, in the day? Would you put a little just, V on it? I'd, I'd probably have a little V on there, but I'd also uh, put it definitely be cancer. My dad died from cancer. Yeah, so. yeah. I have a good friend of mine who's fighting it. A couple of good friends of mine are in the midst of fighting that thing, and you know, it's just uh, as Buck Buchanan used to tell me once he went after he had the cancer and was uh, was battling it. He say, he said Frank, I call Mister Cancer. Some days, some days I get him and. Some Other days, days he, he gets, gets me. Yeah. So yeah, that's a tough. Not tough many way people to go. got Buck. Yeah, Buck was that boy. He was a he was a man. I love Buck Buchanan. Yeah. He was. I didn't get man. to know him. I, I he was I awesome. met him my my rookie year, but that's yeah. about all I got yeah, to see. Yeah, he was great. Him. Good guy. I love Buck. Yeah. Obviously, good man. Uh, obviously one of the best football players in oh, the history of the NFL. Good lord, he was a good player. He was. All right, we got a couple phone calls. We might as well get those guys on. Let's go to Barry. Barry, you're on Crunch Time with Tim and Frank. What's up? Enjoying your show, gentlemen. I guess one thing I'd like to ask you about, I work at the Chicken Coop in the Village, and we used to have John Dorsey come in a little bit. And he was always very pleasant to deal with and that, so I'm going to ask you the big question. Do you give him some credit, along, of course, with Coach Andy Reid, of uh, does Dorsey get some credit for drafting Patrick Mahomes because he's sure has been our franchise quarterback, and it looks like we're going to have a great 10 years or more. But may I just ask, and I'll take it off the air, enjoying your show. All right, Merry Barry, Christmas, you know everybody. what? I'll probably see you here in a couple of days. I, I can recognize the voice. Look forward to it. All right. <laughs> see you, Barry. Timmy knows everybody. I, I've been around. I've been everywhere, Frank. Yeah, I know. That's my local You're grocer. Like fly poop. He's Go a local ahead. grocer. The grocers are great. They love me. Grocers love me. Yeah, no kidding. We go in there, especially not as much now because the kids are all gone. But we go in there, we always hang out. And I love to shop. I love the grocery shop. It's one of my favorite. How about those grocery stores now? They got all the they got restaurants. Oh, all, I mean, the places are awesome. I know it is. Uh, what was this question? <laughs> John Dorsey gets some credit for Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Dorsey used to shop at the same place we did. That's why probably he got to run across uh, uh, Doris a couple times. Yes, he should. I mean, he's brought in a bunch of guys. The one thing that Dorsey could do, and, you know, listen, he had his ticks and his flaws like everybody else, but he could bring in talent. There are some guys that uh, that he brought in that, that are still making big splashes yeah, here with sure the Kansas issues. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, Everybody wants to take credit for Patrick Mahomes, but there are also there's some people that I've talked to that said that Dorsey was a Patrick Mahomes guy too. And everybody's oh, like, sure. no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was. Yeah. He was. And Brett Veach definitely. Brett Veach was, was too. He was, yeah. he was over the moon for Patrick and, Mahomes. And by the way, I had one opportunity to talk to Brett Veach on the phone for you know, and it was one of those things where it was just, Hey, you want to talk to Brett Veach? I'm like, Yeah, sure. 
and talked to him for about 20, 25 minutes. What a wonderful guy. He's a good guy. Oh, my gosh. He is University awesome. of Delaware. He's a, he's a uh, uh, what are they? Blue Hen. Blue Hen. Fighting Blue Hens. We played them famous, guys. We played those famous, guys every year. Famous quarterback. Uh, Rich Gannon. Richie Gannon. You bet. Rich and I just talk about that all the time. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Brett Feach is a great guy. But, yeah, Lord Doris did some good things. You know, I think it was time for him to move on. He's going to do well, some great I, things I just think that, that there was an ego clash. I, th- I think there Absolutely. was a wrestling of who's got all the power here type deal. And, I don't, you know, I think Andy wanted to have his input. Doris just wanted to be the man instead of trying to work together with Andy. Otherwise, I think Doris might still be here. And he did. Yeah, he, he made some signings. A couple of his signings with Houston and Barry might not be the greatest signings because it really put him in salary cap hell. Yeah. But uh, it, it is what it is, and he's on to Cleveland. And I, Did you see him on the sidelines the other day with that outfit he had on? Good I didn't Lord, see. Who dressed him that day? <laughs> like Lou Holtz. Like Lou Holtz used to say all the time. He said, it's, it's my win-loss record on my tombstone. So I'm going to make the decisions. <laughs> when, it, when they look at my tombstone, it's going to have my record on it. It's not going to have yours. It's not going to be a player. It's not going to be a assistant coach. not going to be an AD. It's going to be my record on the tombstone. So, you know, listen, Andy Reid's like, hey, my record's on the tombstone. I'm going to make my decision. Yeah. And he's got enough. You know, sure, he's got enough pull with the head, with the, with the owner to do that. You Absolutely. Bet. Let's go you one bet. more call. Let's go to Bando. Bando, you're on with Grunny and, and Frank. What's up, Bando? Apologize if uh, you'd already covered this. I was just curious uh, if the report was true that they may have worked out uh, Calvin Benjamin today. Uh, is that more of an indication of a little bit more serious injury to Sammy Watkins, or there are some of the other lower uh, receivers maybe dinged up? Uh, no, yeah. Frank, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to step on you. I think, uh, I think they brought him in to take a look. I think Sammy Watkins has been on and off that injured list almost all season. That's a concern. But, uh, from what I understand, uh, Kelvin Benjamin ain't ready to play wide receiver. He's not a wide receiver. He has to come in a tight end. He's built like a tight end. Now (laughs) he must be north of about 260. And I would think maybe tight end, but their tight ends are, I mean, even Demetrius Harris, he was targeted. Eight times last week. I mean, it's incredible. So I'm, Usually you, you don't want to bring a fat wide receiver in and make him a tight end. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> All right? I'm not, not going to argue can we, point. can we just go there with yeah, that? That's fine. Yeah. All right? If you're, if you're I think a fat wide receiver in. and you ate yourself into a tight end position, right. that's not going to work. I like the fact they, they, they turn over every rock, though. Well, I like absolutely. the fact that they turn over yeah. every rock. And you yeah. know what? Maybe maybe he's in a better better shape than we right. heard. And, and Sammy Watkins was limited at practice again today, so you're on to something there, that's for sure. But I don't think Kelvin Benjamin's the answer to that. Just one, one more quick question to sure. Granny. Yep. Hey, Granny, I was just wondering, and this is something that I'm not familiar with, but as far as like in the NFL and stuff, on the different contracts and stuff, are there bonuses based on the number of stat, uh, snaps you play or the number of times you're on the field during the game? Is it common for all the players to have that, or is it just certain players? Uh, that's a great question, Ben. It used to be uh, that there would be uh, uh, incentives for all those kind of things. I don't think these contracts do anymore. Uh, I had an uh, incentive. It was like if I played 75% of the snaps, I got this, or for 85 I got that. If I made a certain amount of workouts in the summer, uh, we got something. And, and that was a way to try to – you know, kind of booster the contract without kind of hitting the bottom line. I'm not sure exactly why they did it. And maybe it was just for the fact that they wanted you on the field and you play through some injuries. I don't think they do that anymore, Bando. I haven't heard that in a long time. 
Uh, but that was something that was certainly part of the NFL when I was playing and earlier than when I was playing that you had play incentives in your contract. And and I, to be brutally honest with you, buddy, I don't think that they do now, but I don't know. Uh, All right. Well, thank, thank you guys very much. I enjoy the show. Well, here's the deal. Okay, B, before you take off, I think – you get a player like uh, Austin, is it Austin Ryder, the backup center? Yes. They signed him to a contract, and in his contract, I saw a part of the contract, which I haven't seen on virtually anybody else, there is a number of plays, percentage of plays played. So, Austin Ryder, right. And uh, I think there is an incentive in his contract. I don't think it's that common. Like, I don't think Patrick, I don't believe Patrick Mahomes has a a clause in his contract if he's the MVP or something of that nature. He may, he, I, no, but he, I don't know. I, they, you know what? I he wouldn't might. be surprised if for MVP or all pro. Hmm. A lot of guys are, are pro bowl. All pros, pro bowl stuff, yeah. Uh, but as far as plays, you know, I could see that with a guy that maybe they signed and said, listen, if you know, we're going to sign you. And they see, don't the want mi- him to sign anywhere else. Yeah. At the minimum, yeah. probably. And then, listen, if you play, we're going to, you know, hey, listen, we're going to sweeten the pot a little bit. I mean, that would only be fair. You know, if you bring a guy in, and I'm sure they didn't pay him. You know, let's let's just say that they brought him in and said, hey, we're going to give you $400,000, which is a lot of money to you and I. Yeah, sure it is. And, but, you know, but that's not really a lot of money in the NFL. Then all of a sudden you're playing and you're starting and you're, you're eight or nine games into the year and you're making $400,000, then you're going to be like, hey, you know what, the the blank. That's yeah, ridiculous. Sure. So they yeah, say, well, yeah. listen, if you play a certain amount of plays, we'll bump up the the, uh, the salary. So that's probably what it is. So, hey, Frank, uh, the game, what do you think? Let's. Uh, we only. Gotta, I got the I music got, is playing. I got twenty-eight twenty Chiefs. Yeah, I. I, I think it's I'm, gonna be close. I think it's gonna be twenty-four twenty-one Chiefs. I, I'm on the same. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of scoring in this game, just for the matter of fact that I think Baltimore is gonna do whatever they possibly can to keep the Chiefs off the field offensively, and uh, if they do that, you know the Chiefs may only have eight possessions in that game. Yeah, I know. I think uh, Baltimore, uh, Atlanta had it that day. That game they played them when they had thirty, almost forty minutes. They ran 12 plays in the second half. 12 plays in the entire second half. If that happens, there's going to be a lot of frustrated Chief fans. <laughs> not kidding. Get your Bud Lights and Coors right. Lights and everything ready. Before we leave, just a shout-out to Alex Smith. Yeah. Gosh, it's just a shame. He had a spiral fracture on that tibia, fibia. An and now he's suffering with some infections. It really might mean the end of his NFL career. I just wanted to get healthy and get back and – you know, I do too. Well, especially and, infections are bad. But the one thing I know about Alex Smith, if he doesn't come back, you know, uh, God he, forbid, right. he's going to be doing something with the NFL. He he'll be a great announcer. Yeah, he'll be. You know, he's a sharp guy. He's a uh, a, a really good person. So I think he'll still be involved in the NFL one way or another. But we do all pray that he can come back because he's a quality player and a quality person. You bet, Alex. Uh, all right, better, guys. Well, you know what? I will not be here next Thursday, Frank. What? You'll be at Arrowhead. Uh, are you going to be at Arrowhead? No. I'll be home. With Will my you stop it? You're coming up. with me. I got a ticket for you. Me and you are going. Might have to watch some sort of chick flick doing that or something. Oh, my know? God. Maybe go shopping. There won't be anybody in the, in the supermarket. All right. You've been listening <laughs> to Crunch The official broadcast partner of your AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Sports Radio 810 WHB.